Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going to discuss the general welfare clause, and I'm going to discuss the emergency powers, because those are the kinds of things that people imagine give the federal government the authority to be doing all the stupid, crazy shit they're doing here during this so-called pandemic emergency. And it's just a complete load of shit. They don't have any such authority. It's just made up. Now, for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years. I'm America's most trusted lawyer because I tell people the truth. And it turns out I'm also America's most beloved lawyer because the people in my audience don't ever have to actually answer my questions. <laughs> All right, I'm just fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show started. So I sent this reply tweet out to just a generalized statement. I think it was an NBC News feed. It was something about, you know, masked up Joe Biden talking about how the United States will have, have 600 million doses of the jab by the summer. And the government's been buying this stuff up. Trump was buying this stuff up. Even before it was even approved, he was just buying it up. And it's just utterly ridiculous. And so I just made a simple comment, and I said, what possible constitutional authority is there for the federal government to buy vaccines to inject into people? It's a simple question, right? It should be a simple answer. And obviously, it has no authority to make these purchases. It's just a made-up thing. And like 99% of everything the government does, it doesn't have any actual authority in the Constitution to do any of it. But the people are so brainwashed and confused and lost in this fantasy that the government can just do whatever they kind of think is necessary that there, nothing's even questioned anymore. And, of course, the Republicans, the constitutional conservatives, and all this crap in radio, they don't bring it up. They should be railing every single day on all the different shit that's totally and completely unconstitutional and the insane systems that we're running. But they don't because the Republicans themselves push all sorts of endless garbage that's completely and totally unconstitutional. They're not saying that these ridiculous, what they're calling stimulus packages for the coronavirus— uh, aren't constitutional. The Republicans don't say that. Constitutional conservatives aren't standing up and saying that. They're only arguing about how much should be paid, who should, who should get the money, how it should be distributed, that kind of thing. That's all. Because both sides are completely and totally lawless, and they don't follow the Constitution. And the people haven't been told the truth in decades and decades and decades. My entire life, they haven't been told the truth. That the government is just completely and totally out of hand. It's completely and totally lawless. What they do has no authority. And I've given this example countless times. If somebody takes money from me by sticking a gun in my face, are they a criminal? <laughs> of course they are. They're robbing me. The government sticks a gun in my face and takes my money. Why aren't they a criminal? Why? Oh, because they have authority. They're the government. The only authority they get is from the Constitution. It's the only authority they get is from the Constitution. So they step outside that, and what they're doing is criminal. All right? They're just taking my money with no authority at all, not even any alleged authority. And so it's an important question of where do they get the authority to buy these vaccines? Where do they get the authority to do all these things they do and spend all this money? Where does it come from? And the answer is that they've just cooked it up out of thin air and they're operating a criminal enterprise, as I explained to people many, many times. But when I put the tweet out there, I mean, I just got jumped and I posted it on my Twitter because I was so shocked. I got a couple hundred responses to it and, and they were so absurd and so ridiculous and the people were so convinced it was true. I thought, you know what, I want to make a show 
or at least part of a show or some kind of issue material with regards to these things that people think gives the government the right to spend this money to buy vaccines. And the most common ones were the general welfare clause of Article 1, Section 8. Okay, If someone even attempted to try to actually answer the question, that's what they gave. Well, okay, this is an important one because this is one that's used all the time by people to try to justify these ridiculous government expenditures because they claim it's for the general welfare. That somehow that the general welfare, the Congress is simply entitled to spend money for the general welfare. And of course, the confusion comes in Article 1, Section 8, the very first introductory uh, statement. And I'm going to read it to you just because I know people hear about it all the time, but I'm not sure they've ever actually gone and looked at it. It says that the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. But all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. That's it. That's all it says, and then it's got a semicolon, and then it starts listing all the Article One, Section 8 actual enumerated powers. But you look at it and you say, okay, so Congress shall have the power to pay debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. They think that is the activating portion that somehow gives Congress all this authority to simply spend money if they think it will promote the general welfare. And is that what that language means? (laughs) No, it's not what it means. If that's what that language meant, there would be no reason to go on and then enumerate all these things. Look at the kinds of things that they enumerate that the Congress shall have the power to do. And the reason they do this is because the federal government is a limited government. It has express enumerated powers. It's not a general government. People don't understand that basic difference because they go to government schools. And government schools just teach them lies about the power of government so that everybody leaves thinking government can do anything it wants. And, of course, that's what you see if you just go out into the uh, society. I don't care if you watch Mark Dice videos and watch them answer questions. The average person doesn't know anything. They've heard this general welfare crap because they've watched CNN or read a New York Times article where it kind of brings this up and these liberals talk about it. And the conservatives never shut it down like they need to because they're in on the scam. They're out there spending money all sorts of places like drunken sailors that they also have no authority to do. So they sure the hell can't call them out. (laughs) So now we're in this situation where people think that this, this clause, this general welfare clause, somehow empowers and authorizes all these spending. Well, what they leave out each time is that it doesn't just say for the general welfare, it says for the common defense and general welfare. You never hear anyone talk about the common defense clause, do you? <laughs> it's the exact same language, common defense and general welfare. Okay, so the way it's constructed is that they list out the things that the Congress actually has the authority to do in Section 8. They list it out. There's only one reason to list it out, and that is that if you don't put it on the list, it doesn't have the authority <laughs> to do it. If it doesn't have to be on the list in order to have the authority to do it, then there's no reason to have the list. Do you see that? There's no reason to have a list telling people what Congress is allowed to do as an enumerated power. If even if it's not on the list, Congress still has the power to do it. (laughs) See, those two wouldn't make any sense. And in general contract interpretation, it's called surplusage. You don't put language in there that means nothing. 
And so I'm supposed to believe that the general welfare clause argument's true, that this first introductory sentence overrides all the rest of the section, <laughs> which just has thing after thing it's listed. And let's look at some of these things. The first one, to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Is that not part of the general welfare? I mean, how the hell are you supposed to pay debts and everything else if you can't borrow money, right? What's the next one? To regulate commerce with foreign nations <laughs> and among the several states and with the Indian tribes. Well, how the hell do you have a government that's providing for the general welfare of a country that can't regulate that, the commerce with foreign nations? It doesn't even make sense, right? What's the next one? To establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies. Well, how would that not be included? How about the next? To coin money, regulate the value thereof. Well, what about that? What about the next one? To provide for the punishment of counterfeiting. <laughs> to establish post offices and post roads. I mean, how, how are these things not included in the general welfare clause? Why would they need to specifically give the government the authority to establish post offices and post roads and to punish counterfeiting of the coin and currency that it's, it's releasing? It doesn't make any sense. It'd be, there's no reason that you'd have to specifically lay it out if the general welfare clause means anything like what the people claim. It just isn't true. It's just simply not true at all. It's just patently not true. And the reason people don't know this is because they go to government education and you've got the liars in the, in the media and the government who claim to be Republicans, constitutionalists, and conservatives who are spending like drunken sailors and supporting all sorts of horseshit and garbage that's totally unconstitutional. So they can't call them out because they're all on the same side. See, they're all on the same side. But it's obvious that the general welfare clause of Article 1, Section 8 does not mean that they can just pass any laws they want. If they did, then they wouldn't need all these enumerated powers. And the Supreme Court itself wouldn't look to all these enumerated powers and interpret them. They would just say there's a general welfare and that's it. And the document would make no sense. So you can't have it both ways. And you can't have that the founders were brilliant and genius and wrote this thing, and yet they constructed the document in a way that makes no sense. <laughs> that they listed all these very specific things when there was no reason to. Proof for it is even more clear in the common defense section because it says Congress shall have the power to provide for the common defense and general welfare. Well, let's look at some of the things it talks about when it comes to the common defense, right? To declare war. <laughs> well, how the hell would they be in charge of the common defense if they can't declare war? Why would they list that, right? To raise and support armies. To raise and support armies. How the hell do you provide for a common defense if you can't do that? To provide and maintain a navy. Why would you have to list that? It doesn't make any sense, right? How about to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces? Well, how the hell are they supposed to provide for a common defense if they can't regulate the navy and the army? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. How about... To provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union. <laughs> Why the hell would they need to say that? See, it's not true. The common defense and the general welfare clause in that introductory sentence they're just a description of why the following with the semicolon after it 
are there. They're just expressing what the reason is to authorize these kinds of powers. That's all it's about. It has nothing to do with being able to generally provide for the general welfare. And the reason the people are just mind-bogglingly confused is, like I've said, they go to government schools. <laughs> they listen to media. And they see that the people who supposedly stand for freedom don't speak up because they're all in violation of all the same stuff. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, Legal Man? <laughs> well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. They go to government schools. <laughs> they listen to media. And they see that the people who supposedly stand for freedom don't speak up because they're all in violation of all the same stuff. And the other kinds of answers I got to that tweet, besides just endless general welfare horseshit, was uh, they would also cite statutes. <laughs> well, I asked for constitutional authority. A statute is just a statute. It's just a fucking made-up law. could be anything. They can make all sorts of laws. They aren't constitutional. They don't actually go back to the Constitution. And huge numbers of people seem to be under the impression that this declaration of emergency somehow gives them all these authority. Well, I can tell you right now that the word emergency, it doesn't appear in the Constitution. In fact, there's no similar word in there. All they talk about is rebellion, insurrection, and invasions. There simply is no language about the government, the federal government, obtaining new and additional powers as a result of some emergency. There's nothing in the Constitution about it. It's just like executive orders. They don't appear. Of course, the president can issue an executive order regarding his staff and instruct them how to do certain things within the staff and handle stuff, but they can't be substantive because that's a law. But this emergency thing is just, it's just such a fundamental misunderstanding. People think that because there's something called an Emergency Powers Act, all right, that Congress passed, <laughs> that somehow Congress can create all these powers for the president and all these other people. They, they can't. It's a totally unconstitutional joke. And it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says about it. There is nothing in the Constitution about it. It's no different than the way the Supreme Court finds these implied powers all the time. It just finds all these implied powers. These powers that are so great, they're so huge that if you can imply powers like this, like this idea that they can simply take over the CDC and, and your medical care and they can buy vaccines and they can bring the military in to give you vaccines and to coordinate it all, well, then it's not limited. There's no reason to set out the different limited things it's allowed to do in Article 1, Section 8. See, the emergency the emergency doesn't give the government any more authority. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows that. Nothing at all. 
It's just something Congress has taken from the people in an unconstitutional way, no different than the way they take money and simply hand it out to anybody they care to. They simply take money in, hand billions of dollars out to people overseas, to entire governments. They fund any and everything they want. They demand that you pay a minimum wage. They simply hand money to schools. They hand money to research institutes. (laughs) They do anything they want. See, because there's nobody actually there checking them, because only the government checks the government. And because the artificial, fake, controlled opposition called constitutionalists out running around in media and in government and in education, the people who pose is that they're complete frauds. Just 99% of them are just complete frauds, because there's nothing about emergency in the Constitution. You think they were unaware of emergencies? (laughs) Had there never been an emergency? They know about emergencies. They knew about them. They did not give Congress any additional power in the event of an emergency. And Congress doesn't have the authority to give itself new authority. That's not the way it works. They have to find it in the Constitution. (laughs) <laughs> and so all of this confusion about, oh, they declared a national emergency, that's what they're doing it under. It doesn't make any sense. It's just a made-up thing. <laughs> they could pass anything under an analysis like that. They could pass a national non-emergency law, in which cases of non-emergency, Congress got all sorts of authority. And they could simply declare a non-emergency. There's no difference. It's just people are confused because they hear the word emergency. So they think, well, in a time of emergency, we got to act quickly. Okay, well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But it's left to the states. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the federal government and some bullshit act that they pass. It doesn't give them this new authority. You see that? And it's because all these governments together, they're all working together. Everybody who works for government, everybody who challenges government, all the standing issues, all the judges that supposedly uh, stand in judgment of these things. It's all government. Every single thing about it's government. And how do you expect a system like that to work? You can't. And so... The people, they responded to that tweet. A lot of them just uh, attacked me, couldn't even read the tweet. They said, you don't have to take it. It's like, it's not the question I asked. I just asked, where do they get the authority to buy this stuff? Where? And it's very clear that the people, the vast majority of people, think the federal government can just buy anything it wants, can just do anything it wants. And, of course, that's the way the government's been operated the entire time. The Louisiana Purchase, I did a whole article on that many years ago. It's a complete joke. Obviously, it's completely and totally unconstitutional. Federal governors not given the authority to buy land, especially the way they did it, buy it and then basically just hand it out to their friends, run debt up to buy land to hand out to your friends. <laughs> it's assassinating. And so when you look at these kinds of things that were going on, and that was done early on in the early 1800s, so all the same guys were still all alive. They've been violating this Constitution since day one. The Alien Sedition Act, it outlawed, uh, in effect, political speech that they didn't like. And they put people in prison for it. And they did all sorts of stuff. And they always have and they always will because that's the nature of government. But think about how confused this is. Think how far we are (laughs) from the Constitution and how little you ever hear about it. The idea that the General Welfare Clause could ever have been confused to provide the kind of authority that people imagine today is ludicrous when you just simply look at the document. But not only do liberal lawyers and professors completely and totally misconstrue it and and just make nonsense out of the document in order to do backflips to give the government the authority, 
But this entire concept of a national emergency is just a made-up thing. It's just a totally made-up thing. It has zero constitutional basis. Zero. And all these emergency powers and all this, they're all made up. There isn't a single thing in the Constitution about it. Every single thing is some kind of made-up idea of an implied power from this implied this. and that. They knew about emergencies. They would have given it to them. They didn't give them the authority. And you can't look to a statute for it. Oh, it's been Supreme Court found it constitutional. Well, Supreme Court finds all sorts of stuff constitutional. Who cares? If we're subject to simply having a government entity tell you whether the government's overstepping, well, then the government's never going to be kept in check and look around. Look around. That's what happens. The government's not kept in check. Uh, it's so simple if you just look at it. It's so simple if you'll just read it. It's clear as day. It's right there. And the fact that these people uh, who are on media, radio and TV, they fail to tell their listeners every day. Tens and tens of millions of people listen to them every single day, and they lie to them. They never tell them the truth. They don't tell them how bad it all is because nothing that's happening could ever be justified. It's all totally and completely outrageous. And the reason the government can never tell us the truth at this point is because they're so far gone. They've lied so many times that if they ever even tried to start telling truth, the, the average people would be so upset and pissed off, they'd probably run up there and hang them all. There'd just be riots in the street if the government ever tried to tell people the truth at this point. They can't. And so these guys on the radio and TV, they're there just to keep the masses pacified and to keep this pretend antagonism going between Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals. That's all it is. Just a way to make it seem like an intellectual thing when it's just a total fraud from top to bottom. The general welfare clause is garbage and there's no such thing as emergency under the Constitution. No such thing. A totally made up thing. Think how amazing that is. Think how many months and months and months and months and months we've been going on. You've hearing all about the emergency powers and all this different shit. Has anyone ever sat down and told you that the word emergency is not in the Constitution? Nothing of the sort is used in there and there's absolutely no mention of giving the government additional powers because of some, quote, emergency. None. It's just something Congress has taken. And look what it does with it. Look what it does with it. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And this is why I have such a disgust for the average person, because it's really so simple to go find out. And the people who are innocent and who are good natured people who are open about the fact that they don't have any idea that they're interested to hear. I'm good with those people. It's the idiots, the arrogant ass wipes who run around and imagine they know because they took a government civics class or some poli-sci fucking major in some bullshit university. <laughs> or a lawyer, a lawyer that went to law school, and he learned all about the statute and the fact that the Supreme Court told him. Just idiots. Can't think for themselves. So we've got a country of people who can't think for themselves. God, we are so screwed. We really are. Well, if you like my show, listen to my show, share my show, support my show. And if you like what I say, then you can go follow me on Twitter while I'm still there. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. And I want to thank the people who are my Patreon account. You know, they get bonus shows, material, early access, all sorts of stuff like that. But, you know, they put their money where their mouth is. They support the show. And they allow the show to be made and to be heard. And I think that's a value. And I really appreciate what they do. So, I'm going to wrap it up right there. And... I hope everybody has a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care.